I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on earth. Hey, y'all, before we get into this episode, we do have exciting news. Our podcast has been nominated as Best Local Podcast here in Savannah by Connect Savannah. Every year, they have their Best Of competition. It's a very acclaimed competition here in Savannah. And so it's a really big honor to be nominated for it. We really do need your help voting, though. You can vote every single day, and we have a link in our description for it. Uh, So it is under Best Local Podcast for the Most Haunted City on Earth. But while you are there, we are nominated for some other various ventures. So Savannah Underground is nominated for Best Local Theater Production. And Chris's uh, improv troupe, Odd Lot, is nominated for Best Local Comedy Troupe. And then JT was nominated for Best Local Theater Director, and that is under John Taylor Tim if you didn't know his full name by now. So, um, but we do really appreciate you guys voting and it is a big deal if you win this competition. So let's be the first ghost podcast to win that category. Come on. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And I'm Mikey J. Ew. Really? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just... Were Working on my improvisation. Am I, am, I, am I good, Chris? Well, <laughs> it was unexpected. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was going for. And I'm JT. You're feeling spicy today, I, I see. I am feeling spicy. I'm feeling spicy because we got some really good news. Oh, what's the good news? Mm-hmm. We got some really, really good news. First, I'd like to uh, give um, thanks to some new para junkies. Uh, I would like to thank Nikki. Emily Schwartz, Abby Wilsey, Crystal Smith, Terry Wheeler, Corey Shanahan, and Kelsey. Thank y'all so much for your support. Seriously, it means the world to us because it really uh, keeps us going. I mean, it it really keeps us going. Uh, You know, all of those pair junkie dollars, they go right back into the show. And, uh, you know, they just help us improve, help us research and and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, So that's great. Um, The good news is that we are getting close to a hundred Para junkies. Nice. I know it's it's like small in the scheme of things, but it's big to us because you know, uh, like we only started the show seven and seven months ago and some change, yeah. and you know there have been there have been some, just some really really excellent para junkies that have joined the team, uh, joined the para junkie family, and we just really appreciate all of y'all, and um, yeah, so we are we are trying to get to a hundred para junkies. Uh, you can see our current number on uh, Patreon, um, but you know really try to if y'all could uh, sign up if you're on like the edge of it and you want to sign up uh, there's a bunch of great stuff on there and one of the biggest thing is we have like extra content i mean we got a ton of extra stuff i mean you can go down our uh our pair junkie feed and find youtube videos and also um uh uh, extra stuff on a cast a lot of extra stuff on a cast yeah so so if you want to hear about you know 
all sorts of different types of paranormal stuff. We don't stick to just Savannah or even just the U.S. Uh, our most recent Parajunkie exclusive was on the Mananagal, uh, which was currently uh, spotted in the Philippines. It's a Filipino um, folklore sort of tale. And in 2023, we are having sightings of it. So we go into a deep dive of that. So if you're yeah. interested in things of that nature, you should definitely become a Parajunkie. But... Uh, cool. With that, though, we are back for today's episode with another ghost mail. Ghost mail. Yes. So if you have a ghost story and you would like to have us read it and, you know, give our thoughts and opinions on it, definitely send it over to us. You can send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. We love reading these. It's been a really fun series that we've started up. And so... Definitely send those over. Also, if you want to discuss further and paranormal theories and folklore and things like that, we now have a public Facebook group. It is called Most Haunted City on Earth Fan Base. It is public to all of y'all who listen to the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. You only have to answer a few questions, and mostly it's do you like ghosts? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so definitely join that so that you can meet other listeners to who listen to the podcast and also talk about all the ghosty things on Facebook. So. For sure, for sure. Alrighty, here we go. First one. Everybody ready? Yes. Buckle in. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Princess Saki, two thousand and nine, says. Well, titled this. Sorry. Little stories here and there. Oh. Okay. Hello, my name is Courtney. I enjoy watching your YouTube channel and getting more info on the supernatural that I don't know about. You guys are awesome and keep up the good work. Thank you, Courtney. Being born and raised in the South and having African ancestry, our family, immediate and extended, have kept a lot of beliefs and traditions. For instance, my mother can't see entities attached to people and talk to them. I don't know if she meant can or can't. Um, me and my dad have dreams, which will be a big plot for the first story. And we also think of my nephews. We also think one of my nephews has gifts we are trying to, uh, still trying to understand. My mom has a few cousins that also have gifts. One of those cousins, she and her siblings were terrified of. Oh boy. Okay. Oh no. She was born with a veil over her face. Oh, yeah. Wait, why'd you, why'd you say that? Why'd you oh, say, that's oh, oh. super common yeah. in Southern folklore. If you're born with a call over your face, it is uh, oh. a sign that you will have um, supernatural abilities. Uh, abilities or at the very least be um, very uh, the center of a lot of supernatural disturbances. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. It's All a right. Thing. Well, you learn something new every day. All right. She was born with a veil over her face and was more in tune with the afterlife. Uh, they would find her in the graveyards, in which there were many in West Tennessee, talking to her, uh, talking to herself, and that was in quotations, and telling them that uh, she was talking to her friends, also in quotations. All right. That sounds like every kid that's ever been able to see ghosts. It's such a common trope, you know, where they're okay. like, who are you talking to? My friends. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, 
Cindy Lou, who just has <laughs> <laughs> been dead since 1932. Bruh. Did you like that good rhyme? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, here we go. The first story has to do with my brother. When we were around six to seven years old, he would have these really vivid dreams and tell us about them. They were innocent dreams as a kid, superhero, sports, games, things of that sort. After a while, his dreams started to get darker as he told them to us. My mom didn't like and realized that it was starting to affect his sleep and how he socialized. She gave him a prayer to say before he went to bed. The dream stopped for a while, but ended up coming back with a vengeance. He started to see, as he described, the man in the trench coat. Mm. Oh, boy. And a hat. hat that looked, yeah, that looked uh, between a sun hat and a cowboy hat. He couldn't see the man's face, but he could see uh, that his eyes were bright red. The man would terrorize my brother for months. The first few months, this entity would show up in my brother's dreams. He would wake up exactly at six in the morning, screaming at the top of his lungs and crying, the man came back, and that someone in the family was going to pass. Oh boy. Okay. Lo and behold, an extended family member did pass. This would go on for about two months, and my brother had predicted three other members passing. Wow. My mother, uh, being sick of uh, being called the auntie, who is a healer slash cleanser to get rid of it. Um, the last time he saw that the man he said, it laughed at him and said, I will be back to get you one day. Oof. Yeah. We are in our 30s now. And he still doesn't like to talk about it. So that's the oh, first sure. one. Maybe we should cover that yeah, one let, first. Let's <laughs> discuss that real quick. Um, you know, it is not, I wouldn't say a common gift, but I have known quite a few people, including my mother, who have had dreams of death. And my mom, you know, would freak out about it whenever it would happen because she told me, that basically every time she dreamed of death, three people would die, and she didn't know who they would be. Right. So it's a really unfortunate gift that is kind of bestowed upon people. Also, I've noted, I don't know why, but I've noted this thorough line with them, and I don't know when your brother was born, but I've only known Virgos to have this <laughs> gift. Um, so maybe it's something about Virgos versus September babies and sure. things like that. But... It is, um, it's a really scary thing. So I'm sure people who have that gift don't want to talk about it often. What I find curious about this story is that at first I was like, okay, it's a normal hat man sort of situation, but usually the hat man doesn't give you information. Although and he has been noted as a harbinger of death. Really? On num numerous occasions, people encounter the hat man and then someone dies shortly. It's sort of like the oh. woman in black. Interesting. Um, there, uh, there have been notices of that, and I think one of the defining differences is eyes and voice. Right. The fact that he has eyes at all is a little off, and the fact that he spoke is a little off. Wow. Mm -hmm. As far as it, it going by Hat Man, because the Hat Man get, becomes a blanket thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's about your mind trying to determine and create from the shadows a image that makes sense. You know, um, the the mysterious person in a hat and overcoat kind of fits into a lot of things because there's so many stories throughout history about the figure, the shadowy figure, the figure sure. with the hat and the, you know, cape 
you know, that kind of thing. Um, I always think of Spring Hill Jack, who was a Victorian era cryptid. He was a, he, he attacked people in London, but he would jump way up in the sky. But anybody who said they saw under his hat bill mm-hmm. said that he had red eyes and his, he, he breathed sulfurous smoke. Oh, wow. That sounds, uh, for lack of a better word, demonic. Yeah, um, exactly. You exactly. Know, it's, uh, it sounds like uh, Insidious. Well, well, the the guy who's walking out on the balcony in Insidious. What oh, right, 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 right. Now, like, just a trench coat man. Yeah. I have seen a few people who have commented on our TikToks, especially uh, when we posted about the hat man, um, people saying that they've also seen the hat man, of what, or at least what they believe to be the hat man with red eyes. I think that's a whole different entity I, I than the it. hat man, because at least with my personal experience with the hat man, it was not that intimidating. It was creepy and definitely off-putting, but not to the point where it was like, oof, you know, like I'm horrified to even talk about this entity. But from what I've noted is that the people who have seen it with the red eyes kind of have the same feeling or same sentiment. That and that might just be a question of proximity of Hat Man. You know, uh, what, he, what is he trying to do by, by appearing to you? You know, if he's, if he's there as a harbinger of death, which I think is common enough, then he, he carries with him all of this hard and terrifying knowledge. Yeah. You know, because most people I, I've encountered, he's like, you know, the sleep paralysis demon. He's, he's a thing that is present, mm-hmm. oftentimes voyeuristically watching you, you know, either from outside the door or outside your house. If he's in the room, he's usually in the corner. You know? Right. And, and, and most people encounter him as this being that is present. But uh, I, I have definitely heard... Uh, people discuss the hat man and then tragedy coming after, oh. you know, uh, kind of Mothman-ish. In that, that is kind of Mothman-ish. All right, on to the next one. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thank you so much, Courtney. This one is from Bella Mia, and it is titled Vacation Ghost Story and has photos. Oh, yeah. All right. Hi, guys. I love your podcast. My sister and I are uh, my sisters and I are big believers in the supernatural. My grandmother, before she passed, would always say she had the eye. It was her way of saying she could feel and see people who have passed on. Like my grandmother, I have a similar gift. The only difference is I can tell a spirit to go away. I normally only do this if I start to feel uncomfortable, but most of the time it's because they scare my dogs. <laughs> I feel you on that one. <laughs> they, norm- uh, they normally always respect what I say and leave. Before I learned, I was able to just tell them to leave. Um, before I learned, I was able to just tell them to leave. My grandma taught me to pray to my grandfather to protect me. My parents, on the other hand, were not believers in ghosts or at least chose not to say that they were until this happened. Oh, yeah. 
I graduated high school in 2017 and we went on a big family vacation to Cape May, New Jersey. We rented a newly renovated four floor beach house. It was gorgeous. The ground floor was very secluded. It had one large bedroom, its own living room and bathroom. To get upstairs to the main area, there was a beautiful grand staircase. My parents let me have the ground level to myself. It was awesome. I had total privacy. The trip was going absolutely smoothly. I felt no energy the entire time I was down there. It was so peaceful until the last night. We had left the beach early because there was a horrible, horrible in all caps, thunderstorm. Like one out of a horror movie. As soon as we walked into the ground level, it felt a little off. I just chalked it up to the storm throwing me off. My family went upstairs to get cleaned up from the beach. And I went to take a shower right away. Once the bathroom started to get all steamy, I started feeling uh, super uncomfortable. (laughs) Again, just thinking the bad storm was making me nervous. The winds were so intense, the lights kept dimming and flickering. I finished up and went into the room to get dressed. I left the bathroom door open to let the steam out. I had this beautiful dresser with a large mirror in my room where I had my pajamas laid out on top. I stepped in front of the mirror and started to get dressed until I noticed in the reflection large, steamy, misty gust of air uh, floating next to me. I instantly felt that uncomfortable feeling. I started to examine it, and before my eyes, the mist turned into the shape of an older man with bushy eyebrows, long, raggedy hair, a long, unkept beard. He had on a rain jacket and a large hat. The trench coat and the hat thing, man. Wow. Wow. And I couldn't tell if he was staring at me or himself in the mirror. But his energy was the most intense feeling I've ever felt in my life. Almost to the point I felt lightheaded. It was the feeling of fear and deep sadness. But because I was so scared, I was literally frozen by fear. I kept staring at him, at, uh, at him waiting for his eyes to meet mine. The thunderstorm in the background definitely did not help. After what felt like hours... It only uh, was a few, uh, it was only a few minutes. I finally snapped out of it and started uh, praying to my grandfather to get the guy the hell out of here. A few seconds later, he started to fade away until he was gone. Once the air stopped being so heavy and that overwhelming feeling of sadness disappeared, I came to my senses and half dressed, I grabbed my clothes and ran upstairs. My family were all staring at me, confused, as to why I ran up the stairs like a lunatic. My little sister and two-year-old brother were sitting at the table, and I didn't want to scare them, so I pulled my dad to the side and told him quickly without getting into details what happened downstairs. He turned white. Then told me to go sit with my siblings. He then asked to talk to my mom in the hallway. After seconds, I heard her scream. And I ran over. She looked at me, and the first thing she asked is if he was wearing a big hat and a raincoat. Oh, boy. It sent a shiver down my spine. When we were at the beach, she stayed home and took a nap. She said she woke up to an old, scary fisherman that was standing above her, staring at himself in the mirror across across the room. She thought she was having a nightmare and forced herself back to sleep. After that, we agreed as soon as the storm subsided that we would leave. We all stuck together to pack our rooms. As we were packing, 
my parents' room, my little brother was running back and forth from the bedroom to the bathroom laughing and giggling. All of a sudden, he stopped dead in his tracks in the doorway of the bathroom and started to walk backwards. He said, Mommy, what that man doing in the bathroom? Thankfully, he was just finished packing and grabbed my brother. Uh, We had just finished packing and grabbed my brother and bags and ran downstairs. We all slept in the living room together that night. Wow. Wow. Uh, that next morning we rushed to get out of there. I had one bag left in the ground level living room. We were all so scared. My dad let us stay in the car and he went in alone to get it. Oh my God. Okay. After he grabbed my bag, once he was walking out, he passed the TV. He saw the fisherman behind him in the reflection of the TV. On our way home, it dawned to me that, uh, that right by the beach house was Cape May Fisherman's Memorial Park. It had a large statue to honor the fishermen, lo- the, uh, uh, the fishermen lost at sea. They also had small headstones where people left seashells for those who never made it back home. After that, we realized what we experienced was someone trying to find their way back home. Thanks for reading my family's ghost experience. Love you guys, Bella. Wow. Yeah. And there That's- are photos of the the headstones and all of that at uh, Cape May. There's a sign of Sailor's Peril. I'll go ahead and put them up um, for everyone to see. That's a great story. Lord. That's an excellent That's story. That's a classic. Yeah. Pure classic. I mean, so interestingly enough, I don't think it gets talked about a lot that paranormal activity tends to get amped up during major thunderstorms mm-hmm. and just storms in general, because think of how much power just like a strike of lightning, a single strike of lightning causes. It's just like it's, it's enough to send you back in time if you're going 88 miles an hour in a DeLorean. <laughs> right. I mean, so it's, you know, just that in itself tends to be like a a surge of energy for these spirits. And a lot of people do encounter entities during these storms. And it's kind of just been made into a trope of being creepy that it's raining, but people aren't putting the two and two together. So it doesn't surprise me. Exactly. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, your family experienced this entity during a major storm, but nonetheless, very creepy, you know, it's always freaky when there is a entity that's just very voyeuristic in that way, and you're just not sure why they're staring at you. And yeah, and I mean to go even one further, the fact that he was in rain gear, right, uh, suggests that he probably died in a thunderstorm. That his his boat probably w- went out and got caught in a storm and he washed ashore at least his spirit did right there near that spot so you know you have all kinds of great elements of of the story fitting and 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 making sense and what i find interesting is that in none of the accounts was he interacting with the living uh it seems like he was transfixed by his own reflection right which suggests that he was only coming to grips with the fact that he was dead or that, that he is in some kind of, you know, uh, limbo-ish existence where he's transfixed by either not seeing his own reflection, which might be what was happening was he was staring into a mirror and not seeing himself, mm-hmm. or he was seeing himself and realizing that he was not alive. Right. It's also interesting 
that he wasn't necessarily doing anything mm. to y'all, but you were so scared of him, mm-hmm. you know, um, that just like gives me a, a, a good idea of what kind of energy it is because whenever you get the, the heebie jeebies or whatever, you know, the oogie boogies, as you <laughs> like, to, as you like to say, um, well, actually those would be woogity boogities. Yeah. The woogity boogities, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it says a lot about an entity um, if you get that feeling, especially if they're not actively doing anything. Like, right. they're just standing there. It, it, it tends to even speak, not necessarily of intention, but of amount of power, amount right. of energy, how present they are in your environment. And that is enough to make you uneasy, regardless of the intent of the spirit, the fact that it is invading your space and causing that ripple effect of... I acknowledge you're there. I cannot explain what you are. All those things really do add up to a dread. Yeah. You know, it's, yep. it's like, you know, uh, if somebody were just in your house and, you know, maybe they're there to rob you. Maybe they're there to murder you. Their intention doesn't matter. Maybe they're, you know, planning a surprise party. Um, <laughs> the, the, the sensation that there's something in your space and something that doesn't belong there can really heighten, you know, your experiences. And uh, I find it interesting that in turn, each of your family members, I guess, save the, the youngest, had this experience where they saw him. You know, uh, your mother first, then you, then your brother, and then your father at mm-hmm. the very, very end. That's that's a powerful That's entity. a powerful entity. That is a powerful entity. That means that it, it has a lot of endurance. Absolutely. Also, to note on the attire that he was wearing, that does lean into the idea of he knows how he died mm. and how what he was wearing when he died. Um, you know, because that's a question that we get every once in a while of like, why do certain entities wear certain things? Right. A lot of times, you know, when you get the gory entities or just entities wearing clothes of their, you know, job, a lot of times that shows that that's, they're, that they're aware of how they died. And, you know, they're aware of the injuries that they sustained and right. things of that nature. Right. But, you know, entities that are wearing their favorite outfit, it's possible that they died in their sleep. Or and they're they, just presenting themselves, exactly, right? In the way that represented them in their lifetime. Um, you know, you very, I, at least for me, I very, very rarely seen an entity wearing their funeral attire. Because honestly, who wants to wear that for the rest of eternity? It's Well, and technically they're not around. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. they didn't dress themselves at that point. Exactly. They didn't so, pick that clothes, those clothes out. So I has a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to know how to tell if there's an actual person in your house that shouldn't be there how do you differentiate a B&E from a ghost <laughs> that's my point you should how, probably treat all of them like B&Es, B&Es yeah. exactly yeah. but but okay so my, my biggest my, I guess my biggest question is like is like in this story in particular how did how do you think uh the mom the first person to see the ghost knew that it was a ghost. How, how, how does that happen? You usually get this feeling of you're not human or like alive in that way. I, I can't explain it to. Well, and it sounded like she explained that she was coming out of a dream state, right. which, which she kind of was able. So uh, imagine thinking of a dream that you had, mm-hmm. you know, that was a dream. Mm-hmm. So imagine waking up, having an incident that you can still say, that's a dream. 
that's the sensation. The sensation sure. is it's not real. It's not solid. It's not here. Sure. And there are some people, unfortunately, who don't get to do that differentiation. Some people will, will, will experience spirits so, you know, solidly real that they don't have the luxury of determining. I had a friend who, when they saw uh, a spirit, um, the only way that they could differentiate was the spirit made no noise, could not vocalize, could not make any oh. noise. And so they would, I would see them like staring very intently at a person who was just there. Yeah. And the person, <clears throat> oh, well. Yeah. Because they were certain that this person was a ghost. And I was like, why are you doing that? Why do you do that? Why do you stare at people like that? Like total strangers. We're out in public and they're like, don't do that. It's very rude. Do, do, do not you, stare at them. Do, do you see that person? Well, yes, I see that person. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, it, the, it's a very weird feeling of just almost like an instinct in a way of... Mm-hmm. Humans give off this different energy of like, if I reached out, I can touch you. Like, you know, like if I wanted to touch this table, I know like in my like brain, I'm like, that's going to be solid. But with spirits, it's like you almost have this innate instinct of like, if I touched you, I'm not going to feel anything, Sure, you know? Um, and that's, and for some people, you know, it is just that easy where it's like, oh, you're not, you're not yeah, they alive. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to a B and E, um, it can be tricky, especially if it's an entity that looks modern, you know, because uh, you didn't have to die in the Victorian era to become a ghost. I yeah, we're actually going to discuss that in the next episode on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it's it can be tricky for some people, and usually if they're not responding to you or like they're not wavering. Um, Mm -hmm. to anything that you're saying or threatening, there's a possibility that it could be a ghost, but usually your gut will tell you if something's off is the point being is your gut's usually right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, if somebody is breaking into your house, so probably a good idea to at least call 911 because you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to think like, ah, you were just dreaming and then they'll leave. You know. Always carry something a little heavy so you can just throw it at somebody. Right. <laughs> if it goes through them, it's a ghost. If it hits them. Or keep swords under your couch. Always. Like. Let me tell you something. Toilet sword. It'll change your life. Okay. <laughs> On to the next one, y'all. All right. Here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got Abigail Smith, and she titled this Followed by the Hat Man. No. This is chock full of hat men. Might have to do another hat man episode. I know, right? Hello, everyone. My name is Abigail, and I just wanted to share my experience with the hat man. This happened when I was about four or five years old at my grandmother's house. I was playing in the living room where there was a huge sliding glass door that led out to the backyard. 
I felt someone watching me and I looked out the glass door and I saw him. He was in the back corner of the yard, a solid black figure that was wearing a hat with a brim. It felt like I stared at him forever. But when I did blink, he was coming closer to the sliding glass door. I screamed and ran to my grandma, and ever since that day, I've seen him pretty much in every house slash apartment I've ever lived in. He's always there watching. And now my partner has seen him. Do y'all have any theories on why he's been following me for this long? Hmm. That's it. So big yikes. We, we, we have definitely, big yikes. yeah, we've, we, we've definitely touched upon the, the hat man and the hat man phenomenon several times. And the concept that he would follow you for that long, that's, that's a, that's a lengthy amount of time to be experiencing the hat man on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, they do experience him location wise. There's, right. there's certain locations where they'll, they'll have them, but um, yeah, that he has shown a specific interest in you. There is a, uh, a theory of, and I call them watching ghosts, the watching spirits, watchers, you know, right up to the point that we have these things that we believe in called guardian angels, uh, because there is a precept, an idea that there are entities that their sole purpose seems to be to watch us, to, uh, and not, not to protect us and not to, you know, serve us and not to, you know, interfere with us in any other way. They're just like voyeurs. Right. Lawyers, you know, they're they're they might be living vicariously through us, aliens, um, studying, and and interestingly enough, that when you were young, you had that very visceral response of screaming and running. Um, I do not like the fact that he advanced on you. That's yeah. kind of a yeah, that that changes a little. Yeah, you know that that changes a little of the 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 sensation of it, but it does kind of speak to whether or not he, you know chose you whether you know this this she entity whatever it is right you, she, yeah. yeah once you see a spirit oftentimes that is enough of a bond for a spirit to really want to be in your life cue the full house music <laughs> because yeah, it's true <laughs> you 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 imagine that certain entities are out there feeling completely invisible uh, completely yeah. unseen on you know without any connection at all and then somebody you know sees them it becomes almost uh imperative that they not lose the person who defines them who gives them any type of purpose uh so yeah it, it it's disturbing to think that it's been going on that long and it's disturbing to think that now you have someone else who's seen him in mm -hmm. tandem with you because that does give because the hat man's very innocuous you know there's mm -hmm. there's there's a it, it's a very big thing because we've got to realize about the hat man is his his entire uh, uh, look mm -hmm. is a shroud of mystery. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's it's what we I'm, one of my favorite things is if you've ever seen the neighborhood watch sign. Yes, it's Fair. Hat Man. It you know? <laughs> it's 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 oh, yeah. it's a shadow figure with a you know fedora because we recognize immediately that that is. Person who doesn't belong, sneaky, right. sneaky person. You know, th mm -hmm. this dark entity with no features wearing what would cover up all the features. You know, the hat sure. keeps you from knowing whether he has horns or hair or, you know, if it's even a he, you know, wearing a big overcoat. You can mask a lot of that persona behind that. And so oftentimes the result of Hatman is our mind 
determining the closest thing we can identify this mass of darkness to. So, um, so that gives that gives a lot of room for what it is that you're encountering. Hmm. It it makes me kind of question if there's different levels of hat man. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, because, like, with the other story about the hat man with the red eyes, it's like, mm-hmm. is that, like, the boss-level hat man? Or <laughs> well, is it, you know... spoke. Right. Because I very rarely hear about a hat man speaking. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I wonder if, like, the hat man I experienced when I was a kid was, like, the mild one, like, level one hat man. Observer and hat man. Exactly. Observer, voyeuristic one. But as he builds his bond with you or connection, it... He, he progresses into different levels. And that's a very interesting theory that I'm probably going to have to go into a rabbit hole of, it, seeing if anybody else well, has I would, those yeah, same sentiments. Um, I'm actually working on a feature on Hatman. And in my research, I've, I've learned the variations of the themes because once, once you see a face, it no longer fits mm-hmm. into the Hatman world. But the red eyes have come up Mm-hmm. occasionally and that it's still in the realm there when you have glowing red eyes and sometimes that's because we are so desperate to see connection mm-hmm. to to yeah, seek yeah. it out that it's possible that the entity itself is like you need eyes bang right. here's some eyes well and red eyes aren't super descript anyways no, you know not. it's not like especially the, if you're in the dark exactly yeah it's like because from what I can tell, it's not like they have like irises and right. like super no, well formed little... eyes. It's just blobs of red, like Mothman. But yeah. you know, or something that you could superimpose with your own imagination. Mm. Something that when you're looking, because if you've ever looked at something in the dark and it's dark, and you look, it loses shape. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. your brain is now actively pushing on it and right. like well what can we make out of this you know if you ever had like a pile of clothes on a chair and late at night you look at it you're like oh no yeah. that's just, <laughs> there's a pile of clothes i'm all right. right but we've had instances where people said that they saw like a pale white face oh yeah that's and it's a- like i don't feel that that was hat man no because hat man generally doesn't have features yeah. generally yeah um so it's interesting I, it is so interesting. Mm-hmm. so why would it be outside the first time she saw it and now it's inside? One of my favorite things is, and I think we've talked about this, is mm-hmm. oftentimes Hatman is seen like from inside a house outside, like mm-hmm. looking at into your house or from like the yard or, 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 or the street. So, and, and I categorize that as one like, you know, level of Hatman yeah. is when he is like outdoors, not in your house. The next one is at your door frame. I hear a lot of stories of him standing at your door frame. Oh, so like, tons. That's, like a hallway yeah, ghost. That's the hallway yeah. ghost. And, and that seems to be like one of the, possibly the most common one is I looked and th- there was something in the hallway mm-hmm. looking through the doorway. When he's in your room, that's when things get really sketchy. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's, when you, that's when you start to hear more stories uh, and a lot of sleep paralysis. When sleep paralysis and Hatman get together, he's in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not watching from the hallway. He's, he's now in your, in your room. And then usually if he's in that close proximity, that's when the harbinger aspect of him comes out when he, he, he's now in your life, you know, as it were. And then, uh, uh, an accident is, is coming or a, you know, a death in the family is coming. So, uh, I think it's, it's interesting because I wonder if it's not just an, uh, uh, 
a collection of superstitions manifesting into this entity, into this hmm. one singular being that is going across the table. Because we talked about this before, ghosts with jobs. There are ghosts that have jobs, the woman in white, the woman in black, you know, the, the black dog. You know, all these things have a purpose. They, they show up right before an event or right before something happens. And so maybe Hatman is just like a modern yeah. formation of those superstitions. Right. And I think because he's so malleable, it's mm. not out of the realm of possibility that there's different types of Hatmans, same as there's different types of just any type of non-living entities For of sure. sorts, you know. Because of the variation of hats that he wears, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes from, you know, depending the region that you're from, if you're living in a place where people often wear cowboy hats, maybe that's why, or like near that's places where people wear cowboy hats, maybe that's why you're seeing that. If you live in an area where it's not uncommon for people to be wearing wide brim hats, you know, to protect themselves mm -hmm. from the sun while they're outside... Also, not a, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I would He's say that picking up on what's familiar to you. The first stories and encounters that I was having in person with people, he was wearing a bowler hat, and the bowler hat because I met three different people from totally different places, totally different things. Talk about seeing a man, a, a shadow in a bowler hat, to which I was then what's introduced. A, what's a bowler, a bowler hat, hat is like the yeah. derby the hat. One. It's the round. Oh, okay. And it's a very tight. <laughs> Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and so I was like, oh, you know, Charlie Chaplin or, or you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so, okay. So when Hatman started coming around, I was like, you know, I've heard stories about this Hatman, and they're like, oh, he's a wide brim hat. I was like, oh no, that's not the story I heard. You know, yeah, that that, yeah. that that doesn't fit. And uh, I actually house sat at somebody who claimed that there was a bowler hat man in their house, um, and he he would turn the faucets on and off, and one night the faucet came on, and. Just to get their attention? Just, yeah. I, or, yeah, likely, yeah, that would but... be the most likely thing. But, you know, um, water pressure and bad washers can cause a, a, a sink to turn on. Yes, yes. So I went to go turn it off, but as I w entered the bathroom, it turned off. And that one I couldn't explain. I couldn't explain, <laughs> couldn't explain why it would turn off. I could oh, explain wow. why it turned on, you know, water pressure against the, you know, yeah. uh, plumbing. But when it turned off, I was like, all right. I'm going to sleep in the living room tonight. <laughs> yeah. Now, my hat man had a top hat, which is not also super uncommon. A lot of people have claimed top I've hat. heard the top hat. You know. The Babadook. Right. <laughs> but, you know, um, and I feel like a lot of that could come from my own fascination with old-timey things. So, you know, <clears throat> it seems to think that they kind of are able to identify like what's going to get their attention. Right. That's fair. You that know, fair. because that would get my attention. I'm like, okay, old timey, old timey top hat man. Right. Old timey top but hat my, man. My sister would see the same thing though. Top hat. Always. It was always top hat. And yeah. See, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And my sister is very matter of fact, so she wouldn't like sugarcoat it. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think either of us ever saw red eyes. So maybe we got the, the good end of the deal with the top or the, the hat man. So yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe different hat men are more evil than others. And there's some really it's nice, very possible. curious right. it's, it's hat men. Completely and, possible. and it's completely possible that we're not even dealing with the same thing, you know, uh, that we have come to uh, an understanding of, of, of a hat man. Yes. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean all hat men. That now my, mean. my question is, I get, I, we read these emails in order, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I, as we get them, we, you know, first, first 
come and then we read them and then second we read them you know um and so why would we get three stories that have hat man trench coat maybe it's in the same lines of you know how we were talking about in that pair junkie exclusive of you know this year i don't know what it is about it but just these cryptids and odd yeah. things are just popping up. Maybe we're entering a new age of the hat man, you know, and more and more people are having experiences. Um, well, and it's becoming more prevalent. Like, so one of the most amazing things about hat man, and you can, you can try this experiment at your home, um, uh, go to somebody that you may not talk about ghosts much about and ask them about the hat man. One or two things will happen. They'll say, I don't know what you're talking about, or, oh, yeah, the hat man. For people who, who say, I don't know what you're talking about, tell them what the hat man is and see if they don't have a hat man story. Ooh, that's because interesting. I have yet to meet a person oh. who said, I've never heard of the hat man, who didn't, after hearing who the hat man was, have some kind of hat man story. Oh, wow. That's interesting. You know, and it's amazing because um, uh, one of my business partners uh, when we were starting the, the venture on the, the hat man, I was like, we should make a hat man movie. And he's like, what's that? I tell him. And after a while, he's just like, Oh my God, I totally saw that. when I was a kid, you know, I totally had this experience. And then he went to tell yeah. him, and, 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 the, and it's, it's a small little interesting groundswell where talking to people who have never heard of it before, but once they're familiarized with it, they're like, Oh gosh. Yeah. If they hadn't, if they hadn't had the direct experience, they have heard of somebody who was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I have heard of that." All right, I need, I need anyone, anyone listening that has a hat man story, uh, send in your ghost mail because now we got it. Now we got to read. Now we got to read some hat man stories. It's the age of Aquarius and also the age of the hat man. Yep. Yes. We're yep. uh, Yep. Yep. And uh, manifest the hat man at this point. Um, well, I, it, it's 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 a lightning rod now. I am not yeah. surprised if we haven't manifested many many things in this building because of this podcast. Oh you yeah, know. there's like 17 portals all around us. Well, this you know it's funny. <laughs> it's um, uh, two girls, one ghost uh, that we had on recently. They had to put a warning up on their podcast saying that you might get haunted from listening to mm-hmm. this because they they've been doing this their podcast longer than we have, but a lot of their listeners have had paranormal experiences while listening to their podcasts our building where we film i have noticed so many new entities pop up in this building ever since we started this Mm -hmm. podcast and that's not to say this place isn't haunted on its own but new ones appearing or maybe finally showing themselves uh the more we talk about ghosts and the more they realize like oh boy these people are interesting maybe or we're feeding them we are over we have obese ghosts ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) ghost uh ghost stories do tend to uh to to jiggle the handle of the door yeah um and when you tell ghost stories or you share ghost stories what you're really doing is you're 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 talking about a willingness to experience and a willingness to uh to suspend the disbelief that keeps us safe yeah Uh, and once you start stepping past that barrier and into a world that allows for this stuff this stuff can become very um accessible to anyone uh -hmm. which is interesting because there are a lot of people who who who, who's first you know, statement is uh, I don't want to see, or you know, I, I you know, I, I believe, but I'm afraid, and and those notions do help keep them safe. But you know, when you start opening that door, when you start like really letting in, the spirits understand 
that it's a place, a safe place to ex- to express themselves and to show themselves, and then things happen, and then yeah. you know yeah. people have these uh, these experiences. So yeah, if, if you've had any ghostly experiences while listening to the podcast, yeah, or, or around, send that in. yeah, send yes. that in so that we we know what kind of influence there is going on out there and and if that hypothesis is even yes. correct this is scientific know, research yes well at the very least it's <laughs> it's it's we posit the theory yeah that the more you listen to and the more open you are about ghosts and ghostly things the more likely you are to experience them do y'all remember when the uh hat man was spotted in the oglethorpe mall no yeah i did not yeah when they, did that happen they saw him at lids mm. You're, you're done. So you JT won't be on the next uh, podcast. And I'm out. If you're, if you're still listening, <laughs> I apologize. We just lost every listener we had. <laughs> They're all like, I'm done with this. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, actually, please like and uh, subscribe. <laughs> please like and subscribe. After that, you're yeah. going to ask after that. <laughs> He's like, please forgive me. Please forgive me. No, but um, oh. but on the hauntings of this building, actually, we are going to be doing a little investigation here, um, pretty soon. So that's going to be a parajunkie exclusive, I believe. Correct, uh, our investigation of the building. So if you want to hear more about our overfed ghosts um, <laughs> <laughs> and see what we find in here, uh, definitely become a parajunkie because I'm really excited to see what. Exactly. We capture because we've been pulling at this rope with one in particular, but I want to see if we can get a confirmation on that. But with that, though, um, if you don't already follow us on social media, go ahead and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, all the good things under Haunted City Podcasts. You can check out our website called hauntedcitypodcast.com if you want to follow us over there. Also to get some fun merch and all that sort of thingies. And then uh, also we've got Patreon, of course, if you want to become a pair of junkie and join us over there. But with that, though, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And stay spooky, y'all.